everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. This is John Middlecoff from 3 and Out with John Middlecoff. Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Volume. Just a reminder, you can catch us recording this podcast live on AMP. AMP is a new live radio app that lets you call in and chat with us in person while we're recording. Get the app on Apple's App Store and make sure you follow us at at Jenkins and Jones to get notified when we go live. Welcome to Jenkins and Jones. John <laughs> with mango very southern colony to do that did you uh did you stretch your neck before you <laughs> i dislocated my jaw bowl, bro. i covered my face only so y'all can see me dislocate my jaw when i was <laughs> clink, clink. <laughs> oh my oh, god man. welcome to jengis and jones on the volume podcast network uh we're live on amazon amp on wednesday june 14th we've all had our lunch down to the very last bite we're ready to go yeah. i'll be looking at the plate in front of rather's mom she's making that indian shit i'll be like ah. she was like don't hide it don't hide it that's a compliment i love it bro uh that, that's that's the jethro jenkins aka john and that's yeah, dragonfly Bubba. jones aka tyler hey everybody have a good I'm Gardy B, a.k.a. Mike. Motherfucking Mike. Oh, I saw you. Had to get I, saw in, you. I was in your head. I saw you. You got to load it up before I started. You're trying to be slick. I'm like, no, nah, never again. We said <laughs> never that. again. Um, guys, this is our 250th episode of this podcast with the volume. Well, damn. Can you believe that? Well, damn. Well, damn. As Gucci Mane would say. I can believe crazy. it, though. We've been very serious the last two years. Three years. Over two years now, right? It's been a lot of podcasts. Is that I'm taking a single single summer off? (laughs) Didn't we do more episodes in 
our first year than we did in like the five years or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> by yeah. like double. By yeah. like double. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were the most irresponsible podcasters of all time. <laughs> I don't know how we got here. Uh, well, we the did. most irresponsible podcasting move of all time was that we we had the Patreon that we have left up, and I just paused the billing every time, except the one month that I forgot to pause the billing. So we charge. Remember that yeah. we yeah, charged yeah. everyone for the podcast like two years December. after. I was, the I was like, bro, get these people their Christmas money back, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, yep. You know, we're finding our way in the world, you know? We're just three humble podcasters trying to figure it out. I don't know. Uh, also, I don't think we announced this anywhere, but we we have signed a uh we re-up with the volume for 2 years. So you're stuck with us for uh, a good a good chunk of time Ooh, yeah. if you're a Jenkins and Jones fan. Oh yeah. We ain't going Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> All right. Um the real thing everyone wants to talk about is not our podcast uh numerations, but the Denver Nuggets have won their first ever NBA championship um on Monday. Not the most entertaining finals in the world, fellas, but very, very uh exciting run for these Nuggets. Um what was your takeaway uh just of, of what they did on the court? We're gonna talk about Jokic's press conference in a minute, but what was your takeaway of what they did on the court and, and sort of the scope of this accomplishment for one of the teams that had never won a title to get their first one? Um, this was just one of the more dominant postseason runs I think we've ever seen from a team. Um, there was a point where, you know, of course they had the Timberwolves first round. So, you know, that wasn't a really good lit litmus test on how for real this team was. But after like the first two games of that Phoenix series where they just beat the shit out of them, I was like, bro, no one's stopping these dudes, right? Like it was just a postseason where, you know, they didn't crack a sweat at all. It just looked so effortless, right? Like they only had one game that went more than five and that was against Phoenix. And we needed fucking KD and Booker to go fucking, you know, to leave the Be perfect on both of those games, right? And then game five, they beat him by 16. Game six, they beat him by 25 to close that series out. It was just a, a really dominant run. 16-4. Um, you, you, you know, you, you look at the, 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 the talent they went through. They went through Cat. They went through Gobert. They went through Anthony Edwards. They went through KD. They went through Book. They went through AD. They went through LeBron. Then they went through Butler and, and Bam and perhaps the greatest coach in the league, Spo. They played that collection of talent 20 times, and they won 16 times. Right. Like they, it was just dominance, just pure dominance on display. Um, someone hit me with a stat, uh, the homie stat center on, t on Twitter saying that the Denver Nuggets had an average margin of victory of 3.3 points per game, you know, during the regular season. Mm -hmm. And in the postseason, it was 8.4 points mm -hmm. per game. Right. So this was the team that was that's, the, that's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. This was a team that was the best regular season team. And they uh, played tougher competition in the postseason and leveled up even more. Like I said, just pure dominance on display here. I mean, for me, you talk about like it not being a fun finals. I, I thought it was enjoyable just watching this Nuggets team. You know what I mean? Just watching how they approach basketball. It was great as a Lakers fan and watching, you know, great players but not be consistently serious, it seems. Them taking basketball, it's like there's, I mean, game, the last game was kind of, kind of, there were some rough moments, you know what I mean? But other than that, it's just, they're just so efficient. I love watching how they play basketball, how they approach the game. But I mean, uh, I mean, it wasn't that competitive. But we're seeing a team that's going to be dominating for a long time. We're seeing Joker, you know what I'm saying, like, who was, you know, questionably one of the better players in the league, you know, top three, top five, obviously, for sure, to me, become the best player in the league. You know what I'm saying? I, I just, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the hell out of this this finals. People were saying that, you know, it was it was boring or that, you know, they you know play the hits, they want the Lakers back and all that shit. Bro, I was right. I was happy as hell watching finals. That didn't truly matter to me as far as who won, but like it was really good basketball, at least from the Nuggets. So I enjoyed it, but 
I mean, we'll be watching them a lot more, so we need to get yeah. used to it for sure. I, I don't. I don't. <clears throat> I wouldn't say. I. I definitely didn't think it was boring because, like you, I appreciated watching the level that they operated on. I just think like something I noticed a while back is either the first round or two are ass, or the finals is not competitive. You know what I mean? And so this year we got, I feel like really entertaining first two rounds. Mm -hmm. And so, but it was kind of apparent by the end of that, you know, I mean, look, I like, the third like, round was entertaining. Yeah, but we were all on the same page going into the conference finals. Like, yeah, yeah. The Eastern Conference Finals would be exciting. Hopefully, the Lakers can win a game or two, which they which they couldn't. <laughs> and, you know, and then and then, you know, like it was enjoyable watching some of the again, it was really enjoyable watching the um the Nuggets just dominate. But it, coming into the finals, I mean, I had Nuggets in five. This is what I thought it was going to look like. So it's either like you get a finals where it's like is back and forth and is crazy, or you get that in the first two rounds. I enjoyed the first two rounds immensely. To me, I like that, you know, it was, I was able to appreciate what the Nuggets were doing in the finals, but I would have loved to have seen a finals where you were like, you know, not a hundred percent certain who was going to win the championship, but the East has got to step itself up. I mean, the Celtics have got to, you know, grow up it's like the East is going to have to provide some kind of a challenge to them because you said it, John, like this team, we could run this shit back. A couple more times, Michael Malone, I think, made it 20 seconds into having a microphone in front of his face before he said, we want to do this again next year. And they're set up to do it. So, you know, we had the little mini sports take debate on are they already, you know, are they going to be a dynasty or whatever on the last show? But it feels to me exactly like that. It feels to me like they could dominate for a long time. What do you think, Tyler? Oh, yeah, it's, it's for sure sustainable. Um, You know, they've got um Jokic they've got Jamal Murray um you know I, I think that you know this has been as I mentioned as we, as we discussed before this has been Jokic's coronation as perhaps the best basketball player in the world but we need to give Jamal Murray some credit here too like he, sure. he is not a second fiddle by any means of course he's not better than, than Joker but he is phenomenal I think he averaged what 26 6 and 7 this postseason uh in four out of the five final games he had 10 assists like he is a baller dude you know what I mean? He's he's no second fiddle. He is he is he is you know the Batman to to Jokic's Superman or however you want to view it. And yeah, this team is for sure set up to you know like we discussed perhaps be a dynasty. I mean, he had what he averaged what thirty six against the Lakers. Yeah, you know what I mean. Thirty five. He had moments. We, yeah, he has his point. He has moments. I think where he just is just absolutely unstoppable. It doesn't matter what the fuck you do. It doesn't matter who's in front of him. Nobody in the world is stopping that dude. So yeah, he was great. But I mean, I, I mean, they they have what MPJ to sign to a long term deal. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, uh, you know, Joker's not going anywhere. You know, what I'm saying uh, Mary's not going anywhere. I mean, bro, they they had they they could be here for the next four, five years. I would think. You know, what I'm saying like, I just I just don't I don't see a team like we all said it initially. They look like the Spurs. He looks like Timmy D. You know what I'm saying? Some of the role players could be interchangeable, but also that that core they have is tough enough to compete or be better than most other cores. Period. Their third yeah. best player is MPJ. Whose third best player is half as good as MPJ? Very few teams can say that. You know what I'm saying? So, and they have a serious, serious coach in Mike Malone. They don't have the issues that other teams have by right. having a no. Mike Malone made great decisions, and like talking about giving Murray his his, his flowers, giving Michael Michael Malone his flowers as well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the way he handled this 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 postseason as a whole was incredible. And I think a lot of what you know them being you know average you know uh, uh, victory was three points going like three point eight to like eight point three or some shit was due to how Michael Malone approached it and told these guys you know and and had these guys you know riled up every game ready to fucking play so 
Yeah, great to watch. You know what I'm saying? I, it was great for me. I loved it. I do think, you know, in a vacuum regular season, you know, whole season, you know, encompass. I do think MPJ is their third best player. But this postseason, Aaron Gordon was like that game four he had. We had what, 27, six and five. Like the, the way he stepped mm-hmm. up this postseason, he was such an integral part of this championship run for sure. Somebody said they gave Andre Iguodala finals MVP for doing what Aaron Gordon did. <laughs> yeah, Facts. 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 I mean, yeah, there was no MPJ game. There's no MPJ game. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but there was a couple games in the uh, against the Lakers. Or one one game against the Lakers, and then a, a game against in, in the finals where it, you know he was the difference between a win and a loss for sure. Let's talk about what the three of us actually talked about. You know, basically for 36 hours after they won the title, which is. Um, you know, people love to get on Twitter and talk about like Major League Baseball is bad at marketing their stars or, you know, whatever about different leagues. Have we ever seen a more interesting or relatable person more mismarketed than Nikola Jokic has been? Every argument you've seen about this dude on the internet has involved some sort of an acronym tied to an <laughs> analytical statistic. When all along you're telling me this man was Homer fucking Simpson, this man <laughs> this man is just punching the clock. He actually covered his his face with his hands when they told him that the parade wasn't for three more days after the title. When he left the podium after his press conference, he picked his daughter up and left the finals MVP trophy behind because he doesn't give a fuck about any of that Michael Scott trophy shit. He just wants to go home and be with with his family and his horses. I love this man. What the fuck? No, I'm so glad you came around because you did not like this dude for a minute, man. And, and it feels like he won you. Hell no. Race. I don't want to watch f- fat white hoopers, bro. That's not my <laughs> shit. <laughs> he can hoop, though. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. well, well, well. Um, you know, uh, Nikola Jokic has officially arrived. And, buddy, he is not all too thrilled about it. Like, that man cannot wait to leave. <laughs> he just wants to go home. And, um, you know, I love... You, you know, Jokic is. You know, we we had this discussion a few months back about how um, how interesting it was that that foreign players are such straight shooters with the media, right? Like guys like like Giannis and B Joker. You know, they don't talk in cliches. You know, they're going to tell you you know exactly how they feel, and we discuss how the reason for that is. Uh, you know, perhaps because they haven't been indoctrinated like American athletes are, right? Like they weren't indoct- indoctrinated to say the the you know the quote unquote right things when they go before media. Like you look at Giannis, right? He just got crucified for saying, eh, failure isn't a big deal. We'll get back to it next season, right? Because that's that's not how Americans approach sports. Like, you know, perfection is to be strived for. Failure is supposed to be crushing. That's kind of how we approach sports in this country. And these foreign dudes do not seem to share those same ideals. And, um, you know, the, the whole mentality that a lot of American athletes have of, of ball is life and all that shit. Nah, not for Jokic, bro. Ball is not life for that fella. Ball is job. Ball is hobby. Like, like ball is job. Right? Ball is ball job is for that dude. And and honestly, that's very relatable to me because you know we've seen guys like Kobe Bryant, guys like Michael Jordan, who you know I have never been as maniacally obsessed with anything as those two were obsessed with basketball. Right. Although I admire their dedication, I can never relate to it. But you know, a guy like Joker, who's really good at his job. And he views it as, you know, just that, a job. Yeah, I can for sure relate to that, right? Because I think the way Jokic approaches the game, I think it's actually a good thing for the sport. Um, and, you know, I want to be clear, that's not a knock on the way MJ and Kobe approach the game, right? Because they they approach the game, uh, the way they approach it, it worked out great for them. Six rings, five rings, a lot of people's goats, all that stuff. But, you know, like I said, with Jokic, 
we've got a guy who's kind of adding a new perspective here, a new wrinkle in, into things because he doesn't approach the game like Michael Jordan or like Kobe Bryant does. This dude approaches the game like Stanley from The Office. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so, so it's like I said, it, it adds a very interesting new perspective here, and I think it's interesting to kind of to kind of just you know examine how how he is showing us as as you know as I mentioned, perhaps the best basketball player in the world, and he has you know a mentality that we have never really quite seen before in a guy who's been at the top of the NBA hierarchy. He straight up said, you know, it's not it's normal for most people not to like their jobs. I have a lot of different interests. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, I have literally never like you said, you spoke. I've never heard anybody in that moment say that. I, You know, what I mean? and, 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 and we talked about this, bro. Like you're marketing him as like, you know, analysts and all this shit, bro. And he's the whole time you say Homer Simpson. I say he's a, I want to go home guy. I need right. to go home guy, bro. There is never the only time I am not at home and thinking I don't I need and I'm not thinking I need to go home is at the gym. Everywhere else, I told Rather we had a conversation. I said the only time I find true solace is at home. Whenever I leave my home, I'm thinking I need. When am I gonna get back home? You know what I'm saying? And for like that, it is it is the it is the core of my existence. I make most decisions <laughs> thinking before I leave my home. I think when am I gonna get back home? Most decisions in my life, leaving home, I am thinking that. And this guy said that, bro. I told y'all, bro, if if he was a black player, I'd have a fucking, <laughs> there'd be a corner of my home dedicated to, to Nikola Jokic, you know what I mean? <laughs> bro, like, dog, that is, bro, I've never seen anything more relatable from an athlete ever, period, than I need to go home after winning the, 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 the a championship, bro. And like... like Talking about a parade, he's like, man, fuck this parade. I got a horse race to, race to get to. You know what I mean? I'm doing this so I can have horses. You know right. what I mean? What the fuck are you talking about, bro? Like, give me the private plane. I'll fly here and fly back. I'm not chilling in here here no more. I need to go home. I love that. I love that, bro. He's, yeah, he's one of my favorite player to, players in the league at this point. It's just flat out that yeah. that right there. Like I, I I I told you, watching him during this playoffs, I was like, bro. I love this nigga. He can fucking ball. He's, I mean, just a great player to watch, the way he dominates the game, all that shit. But then that interview, I'm like, dog. I mean, I, I feel it the same way I feel about Giannis as him. You know what I mean? Right. Like, same. It's yeah, crazy. No, 100%. It's that same, like, oh my God, you're a normal human. Bro, these international players taking it over, bro. <laughs> just in, not in just skill level, but pure relatability. Yeah. And I think that's like, you know, you're talking about how they're better interviews. Lean into that shit, dog. We're we're realizing this this marketable way of existing is not the way that people want anymore, bro. I don't I don't want you up there just you know saying coach speak or just the the right say what you truly feel. Be human, you know what I mean. And seeing these athletes getting these moments, like I I mean I I felt Giannis ran from the smoke, and I do feel that the season was a failure based upon the consequent based upon like the the expectations and goals they have. But I love how he approached it and I respect the fuck out of that. I you know what I mean? So I'm not going to shit on what he said. But I love even so even in disagreement if you're a human and you're, and you're speaking to these in this way, I mean, who am I to say how you should feel about that? I'm a regular ass nigga, bro. I'm talking about you, not playing the fucking game. But I love to see, I I I I love to see that, bro. But that 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 touched me in a particular way. Like I, I was when he said that, I think I had hard eyes in my fuck. You know, like literal. <laughs> I became a hard eye emoji. That was, that wasn't just funny. It was beautiful to me. You know what I mean? Love to see that. Yeah, I mean, I I, yeah, I couldn't agree more with everything you guys just said. We need the uh, we need the Jokic Giannis finals next year in the, sure. in the in the worst way. Needed in the worst bro, fucking way, bro. We've been saying that since we. I think we saw like the Lakers getting cooked. We was like, bro, you know. 
I'm watching Bron as a, I'm just glad you're still playing, my boy. Drop some numbers, stretch out those, stress out those points and, you know, I'll be emotional if I get to see you play with for or against sure, Bronny. For sure. like, yeah, 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 watch you. I, I try to watch you as much as I can. But what we, what I need to see is Joker and Giannis going back and forth in the finals. I, I need, I need a trilogy, baby. You know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe make it four. I don't. You know, hey, I will sign up for it. How Two many guys that I love to watch play basketball, and I it love them as humans as well. How many Scott Fosters does it take to get those two to meet in the first <laughs> midseason tournament? You know what hey, I mean? Let's just get let's clone that nigga, bro. You you because you'll turn you'll, him, you'll, you'll turn my interest up on that midseason tournament to a hundred if if we end up with those two against each other. Right. You know what I mean, I'll take Hell any kind yeah. of a champion. Put them in the summer league, bro. Like whatever. <laughs> Got to see it, bro. Um, and I think we're gonna get it. I think we're gonna get it. I think at least twice, maybe three times for sure. I think twice we'll get that. The, you know the other thing, and I just wanted to highlight this before we, um, you, you know, before we move on. Y- y'all mentioned Aaron Gordon, very relatable moment for Aaron Gordon was just living in the moment so much he ran outside to um, <laughs> to go party with the Nuggets fans, which I always love seeing that from an athlete. But you know, Joel Murray, I think, really needs like you have to really appreciate what he went through mm-hmm. with the ACL tear. And, you know, that uh, the emotional moment we've talked about in the pod before of him asking Michael Malone, are you like, are you going to trade me? Am I a broken part? Am I a broken part to you? You know what I mean? Like, are you getting rid of me? And for the, you know, you talked about authenticity with, with, uh, Joker. That's authenticity for Michael Malone because he said, no, he said, you're ours. I think is what he said. A little, you know, hand behind the ear there, but (laughs) I don't know. I sound a little, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I like it. But (laughs) he spoke to, he spoke about something similar to that where he's talking about making players feel loved. We realized that was important. So you can really coach their ass up in the difficult times. And bro, that's how you feel love. No, not not just saying no. We're not going to trade you. But, no, you ours. I mean, that the, probably meant a certain certain felt a certain way to Murray. The authenticity of saying that and meaning it, though, yeah, is, yeah, you know, the sure. thing to me that that you know the Nuggets went against type here. I mean, if you look at how they acquired the players that they have them, where they were drafted, what's the list on Finals MVPs drafted below Jokic? Where Jokic was drafted, there's probably not many of them. Um, so I, I, like you have to really respect the way they built the whole team, but also like you know they mic'd up uh, th- they mic'd up Joe Murray and he was so emotional after the game. It was like I that that one hit me, bro. That like I was injured and people don't understand like you hear ACL tear now. It's just such a like a regular thing, and you know that the recoveries happen faster and faster. But like guys who are in the situation he was in, he's sitting there going like, this is a hundred million dollar injury to me. If this does not go the right way, you know what I mean? Like it is really like existential. And the fact that the team not only like did right by him, but uh, like, like you said, John, like emotionally supported him through that and then are able to celebrate a championship with that guy. Like beautiful, bro. That's, uh, That's you know, uh, that's what this shit's about, bro. They talk about efficiency, whatever else but those stories to me are what make following sports fun and interesting even if it is a team that you know it's not your team or you follow whatever right? you have to be you have to love a story like that you know you have to love that shit for sure and they were talking about him like pre- before the playoffs getting to close to you know back to the jamal that we knew he was you know what i mean in the bubble and i would say he surpassed that he's looked better than i'd ever seen him 36 to get those Lakers is crazy 
And I know he was extremely good against the Lakers when he played. I mean, he was every time he touched the ball, I was scared in the fucking bubble. You know what I mean? But the the the, the, the Jamal that we saw this 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 past playoffs was the best Jamal we've ever seen, I think. And uh I don't think we've and I think he's what is he was he 25? 20 is he is he 25, 24 or something like that? Anyway, we got he has a lot of basketball ahead of him. Jackson's looking it up. Okay, something like that. But he's he's still twenty six at the oldest, I would imagine. But um, he has a lot of bat twenty twenty five, yeah, twenty five. So yeah, like you know, he has a lot of basketball ahead of him. We'll probably see. A, he's not at his physical peak yet, which is like around twenty seven. So I have a friend I'm who's excited. listening. On, I have a friend who's listening on amp and just texted me. I said, Joel Murray. My apologies. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend named Joel Murray. I think I've done that with Jamal Murray a couple times. Um, I was bad. calling Bruce Brown, Bruce Bowen for like three episodes of multiple shows, not just this one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, But yeah. It, it happens, it y'all. Happens. It's it a happens. lot of talking. This happens. A lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of damn players that play in the damn league. 400 yeah. doesn't sound like a lot when you're trying to make the league. 400 is a lot when you're trying to talk about the league for sure. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Exactly. Um, I also wanted to shout out uh, Peyton Watson from the crib. Um, pretty crazy for me to see a dude I've known since he was in middle school uh, holding the Larry O'Brien trophy with his whole family. Uh, <laughs> it's just the wildest shit ever, bro. And like, I, I, I just, I, that's the other aspect of sports that I love. You know, he was not a major contributor during the playoffs, obviously. Like, he's very young in his career, but I know that kid's life story and have been around him for a decent chunk of it. And so I, that championship has so much meaning to me. And what I love about pro sports is you could say that about every single person on that team, every single person on every championship team, every person who somehow turned a camp invite into a two year career where they made mm-hmm. $3 million and you right. never heard of them, but they changed their family's life off it. Like that's the, that's the part of sports I love. Um, and always want to try and sort of like do our part to highlight, but this crazy bro like he's 20 years old you know what i mean he seems bought in too he seems bought into like the nuggets and how they approach the game like, he's bought in and they use yeah. him i think they 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 were they were i can i also i'm always careful because like that's not a at this point i don't cover him that's just a personal relationship not like right, a media right. relationship but For like sure. i feel comfortable saying like they were on it they were completely honest with him and i really respect that because i've known a lot of kids who've gone into the three major sports leagues and honesty is not the currency that those teams operate under right. mm-hmm. but they were very honest with him up front from from draft night about right, what their right. plans were for him and how they saw it developing and tw- including winning a championship and him being on the roster <laughs> for the playoffs and you know 12 months in they've done everything you know they've done right by him they've done everything that they talked about doing and i really 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 respect that on a personal level, nothing to do with being fans or whatever, but it's hard for me not to root for franchises like that. And that's part Facts. of why I brought up the Jamal Murray thing. Like, Facts. It's not a lot of organizations out there, whether it's sports or just business, that operate like that. And it's great to see one succeed. And I think everyone needs to tell that story as widely as possible to try and guilt the rest of the fucking country. <laughs> into being better people if you're a business or a team or whatever like you can be good and still succeed you could be a decent person and still succeed that's important what are the last two dynasties we saw were the warriors and i mean this looks like the beginning of a dynasty right the warriors did shit right honest you know what i'm saying like i mean there was a point when they were trying to get rid of thompson you know what i'm saying he was like no we're gonna we're gonna stick with you you feel what i'm saying like and then this guy these guys doing it this this way i think you know i think there's something to be said about that 
where you know people are winning chips doing things in ways that are respectable you know i mean not it's not just business with them mm-hmm. these are humans that they're dealing with and they're approaching the game they're approaching shit in that way i love that yeah it's, it's it's like we discussed last episode doing shit the right way building a dynasty building a championship it, it requires patience like you know going back to what you said about you know the the warriors like with, when they were trying to get rid of clay thompson i don't think i've ever been more wrong in my life about how the i, I thought the warriors were dumb as hell for not trading clay thompson for kevin love when, when that deal was on the mm-hmm. table i thought they right, were ridiculous right, right. for not pulling the trigger on that and i was right, dumb as fuck right. because like i said they went on to be the greatest basketball team i've ever seen in my life because they stuck with their guys and they saw things through that's one of only three times we've been incorrect in our entire lives, Tyler. <laughs> one of only three. We heard the we heard the pl- we heard that Get Out was a horror movie directed by Jordan Peele, and we were like, Jordan Peele from Key and Peele is doing a horror movie. That's going to be stupid. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then we were wrong about Candace Patton, and we don't need to <laughs> elaborate on that any further. <laughs> Buddy. <laughs> All right. Um, the uh, ratings for the NBA playoffs up uh, dramatically, uh, set some records in the earlier rounds. Um, do you care at all? And if so, what do you think this says about the NBA and where things are right now? Um, I do not care. I know that there's some people who are just fucking r- ratings armchair lieutenants who are like, oh, this is terrible for the ratings. Like, I've never been that fucking guy. I want to see good basketball. I don't give a fuck who's playing. I was, you know, hype Period. as fuck for this Nuggets Miami series. But I do think that that the thing to take from here is that these were the most watched playoffs in five years since 2018, right? So, you know, 2018, we knew the fucking Warriors were inevitable. We knew that that was the Warriors invitation. We knew the Warriors were winning it all. People said super teams were bad for the league. People said that, you know, predictability is bad for the league. No, the fuck it wasn't. Those playoffs were, were you know, rated highly as hell. And then we come here where people are saying, oh, no, you need familiar faces late in the playoffs. Small market teams aren't going to get it done. And no, the fuck, no, they, we, we had a very highly viewed playoffs with that, right? With an eight seed, you know, running through the East and with, you know, a team that never won a championship before running through the west so i mean the biggest takeaway there is that you know the brand is strong like there is nothing that is bad for the league as long as good basketball is being played and it's that simple that's exactly what i was thinking as long as it's good basketball we'll watch you know what i mean and i mean these are two a great coach team i mean i know they didn't score more than 100 points but that was not because they were making bad decisions or just doing stupid shit it was because that they were playing a great defensive squad in the nuggets you know what i mean but yeah bro like I guess that's what I was saying when I'm like people were talking about the numbers. I mean, the, we we got I think we got a good mix this playoff. So we got the hits, and then we got some really good album cuts too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's kind of like Asia. You know what I'm saying? We're like there's like not AJA. You know what I mean? The album, a, you know, not, <laughs> not the country <laughs> or the kind of continent. But uh, <laughs> but uh, you know what I mean? Like you know that album where it's like you know there's a bunch of like legendary songs. There's some great album cuts as well. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I felt like this this playoffs was. It was a really solid album with some big hits, but some but I, you could, it was you could play it all the way through. Okay. So. Okay, the Steely Dan drop. But yeah, you know, we for sure had the hits. I fuck with Steely Dan, yeah, bro. They yeah, got they some, go. you put me you put you put me, I think it was in 2018. You put me on that blue eye song, bro. Oh yeah. I've been I have been I've been a fan ever since, <laughs> brother. I'll tell you that. Yeah, but, but, but we for sure got the hits. We got, you know, Steph vs. Braun. Um you yeah. know, I, I think the most watched series was Warriors Kings, though, if I'm not mistaken, which is, you know, people were saying, oh, no one cares about the Kings. Bro, people care. People like I said, as long as it's good basketball, we knew that 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 the Kings were going to give, you know, the Warriors some hell. They took them seven. Like, like, mm-hmm. like I said, all it comes down to is good basketball, bro. And if it's good basketball, we're, tu- we're tuning in. 
Yeah, those first two rounds were pretty fun, bro. And they were, and they, and I know those were the rounds that kind of set the records along the way for sure. I think, I think Lakers Warriors might have ended up being uh, more uh, having a higher viewership than Warriors Kings. I'm not sure, but to your point, that that just showed like that was the mix. You had new faces in the Kings and the Nuggets who were draws, and then obviously people are still showing up to watch Braun versus Steph. You know, people are still showing up to watch, you know, the kind of more uh, known marquee established names, the Celtics. So, I mean, that's part of it. Like, there were some people who were like, see, the NBA doesn't need, you know, Lakers and the Celtics. Or I was like, the Lakers and the Celtics were in it up until the last series. Right. <laughs> like, that doesn't hurt you in the ratings, obviously, with all due respect. But, um, yeah, I'm with you guys. I, I guess I would say I care to The Lakers extent. weren't in it. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they were, were just there. We won't they say they were. The, they were on the marquee. <laughs> right? They weren't in <laughs> shit. We knew what time it was. You was begging for the refs <laughs> to, to, to be the sixth player on the court, bro. <laughs> and it didn't anyway. work. You know, point, and it didn't work. The, your point still stands. Your point still stands. Yeah. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Angie's list is now Angie, your home for everything home. Angie doesn't just get your home projects done. Angie gets them done well. With 20 plus years of experience combined with new tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects easy. My wife and I own our house. We definitely have the home improvement bug. Been doing a lot of work on the house lately, and I will for sure be using Angie because instead of calling around, getting quotes from all these different places, like we just had turf put in the backyard, it took me three weeks just to get the quotes. We can pop our zip code and the project we want done into Angie, and boom, we got the quotes for the different contractors who can do the work right there. With over 220,000 pros in our network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job well done. 
Angie can help you get the best price for your project. Angie has projects that are priced up front and clearly lays out the cost before you buy. Angie has cost guides that will tell you what others have paid for similar projects, both nationally and in your area as well. With Angie, you can request quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps. The pros in our network are locally based. The pros have been rated and reviewed by others in your area who have actually used their services. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the website, you can have Angie tackle your home service project from start to finish, or you can research and connect with local pros for your specific project. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Let's say, you know, we haven't, uh, this is just sort of general media talk we haven't talked about. Let's talk about uh, Shannon Sharp is uh, leaving Skip Bayless, striking out on his own. Um, Tyler, I know you're always, uh, someone who's very insightful. I feel like on sports media, um, this is like a really interesting situation, I think for Shannon, because, um, you know, he, he acknowledged how much his profile sort of elevated while he was teamed up with skip and everything. But I think at this point in a weird way, even though skip Bayless has been such a big name for so long, I think you'd rather be Shannon sharp right now, um, in terms of options on the table and everything else. So what are your thoughts about, you know, kind of what he should do next or what you would do next in his shoes. And then, um, you know, I know a, a lot of names flying around out there about who to team up with Skip Bayless, but I, that's a Gross. <laughs> not, <laughs> like, like <laughs> you can keep us out of it. I guess right. <laughs> like, that's, a, that's a no thanks from over here. Bro. Right. I mean, it's, it's for sure better to be, you know, Shannon right now than, than Skip. Skip's best years are behind him. So Shannon's best years are ahead of him. He can barely hold his head up on camera, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but but um, but Shannon Sharp, like bro, like like the glow up that man has had. I remember when he was a laughing stock when he was on CBS Sports. Like he was a like every Sunday, someone pulled up a clip of him, you know, commentating and clowning him. And now he is just one of the most you know preeminent voices in sports media. So so shouts to him. There was a clip that I saw with um with 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 one of his advisors who was um speaking with him and, and talking about how how you know Shannon knew that he had things that he needed to tighten up, you know, to be a good commentator and how he would you know review film just like he used to review like you know game film when he was an nfl player and how he honed his craft that way so shannon's putting the work um that payday is going to be huge i don't know where it's coming mm-hmm. from um maybe espn like if he goes if he joins uh Shan- if he joins Stephen a bro that's like <laughs> like i could the best yeah. uncle off we've <laughs> right, ever seen right, bro right that's like the last infinity stone in the uncle infinity <laughs> gauntlet right there right <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah yeah shannon's gonna cash out man looking forward to it um you know i do think that that the time with him and, and skip ran his course i think that that blow up they had about about tom brady now put your glasses back on i that moment right there i was like i don't know how much more tenable this is going to be so <laughs> so, so shouts to shannon i'm very much looking forward to, to where he winds up next and i know that bag is going to be hefty did they say Stephen a might or some people are saying like Stephen a's gonna eventually go to fox i know he still has a he still has a crazy i've seen people talking about that yeah. but i know he's still locked well, in on a crazy deal with, with espn like like five more years or something maybe yeah, he has five more years. Dang. Okay, I didn't I know how long that was. People, years, I, 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 yeah, I, I know it was a big cow. I know it was fat as hell. It wasn't I hope Skip's not still moment. doing this shit in five years. For just yeah, for yeah, his, yeah. You know, but people, I, I see people saying that he's that Fox is his next move for him. Anyway, I don't know. If, I, I don't. I don't know what the fuck these dudes' contracts are. I'm not looking at, you know, like commentators, you know, contract situations or whatever. Like I'm not that. Anyway, but uh, I, I, <laughs> dude, I, I loved the, what what I loved about him. You talk about him being humble. He knew everybody's fucking name. When he was, when, I don't know. I don't know if y'all saw like him, like, uh, 
um, you know, the the the, the speech he gave on, on, yeah. on camera. Yeah, he knew he knew the security guards' names. He had a relationship with everybody. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, and I I I I think that's beautiful. It also speaks to the fact that you know he's, he 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 of course he put in the work. The good old fashioned way, you know what I'm saying? Like just grinding, you know. He, 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 he the way he moves is just beautiful. But I think he, I think one thing that that about about him is just he's relatable, you know what I mean? And that's one thing we talked about with are the best players in the world what we love. And that's one thing we like, dude. We we know a Stephen A. We country as fuck. We got a country ass, not Stephen A. But, we, but you know what I'm saying, Shannon. We got a country ass Shannon Sharp. You know what I'm saying? And and, and all of our country ass black families. You know what I mean? And so, like, and and also he also he's, he's he stood up, you know what I'm saying, in moments that we needed him to as well, mm -hmm. and spoke on it from personal experience, you know what I mean. So and spoke eloquently as well, country as fuck too. But yeah, man, I just I don't know. I, I, I we, we all became I think like you know we all became fans of him during this time here, and it was cool to see him have. I, I know they had that blow up, and I and I do think they 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 situation ran its course, but it's cool to see him have that moment where he said like, yo, you know. I don't fuck with you right now, man. What <laughs> he was saying, like, we might not be, you know, it might, this show might be done. You know what I mean? And, I, and I'm done. I don't want to be here anymore. But I always appreciate the opportunity you gave me. And there's something beautiful in that. You know what I'm saying? Even, you know, even when it involves that fucking troll. You know what I mean? But it was, and also I think that speaks to him, probably the guy he is off camera because he's playing a role on camera. You know what I mean? Of Most people I know that have spoken with him said he's, 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 they don't. They didn't feel that same energy when they spoke to him in real life. But uh, it was it, it was cool them having that moment, man. I no, I agree. I had a lot of respect for the, for the speech that he gave. Like you said, that not only in showing the um, the the connection that he had with the other people who, and I, I'm personally, I think that's a huge deal. You know, it comes it comes through with Shannon. It always comes through on inside the NBA as well. You could tell, you know, I always think you could tell when it's like you work for me versus when the on camera talent is like. I'm part of this, and I understand how much work. If you don't know the janitor's name, you know? I probably can't fuck with you, dog. Right. If you got working somebody where you you walk past that person every day, don't you know? Don't call the front lady, front desk lady, miss. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. probably not gonna fuck with you. You know right. what I mean? And it's cool to see people in, in that are that don't have to move in that way, moving in a very respectable, you know what I'm saying, manner. So. Wouldn't it be funny if I just announced he was the he was gonna be the fourth person on Jenkins and Jones? <laughs> we don't have the money. <laughs> we don't have the funds, brother. <laughs> uh, maybe on the next maybe on the next contract. We'll work on it. All right. Thanks so much. That's to, the goal. Uh, That's the goal. That's the yeah. Goal. Jackson, thanks, thanks for uh thanks for producing uh as always. And uh we'll see y'all soon. Uh, oh, silly Billy episode on Saturday. I think John's gonna go see Spider Verse, so yep. we're gonna we'll talk Spider Verse. Uh, we'll talk about uh, Baby Gronk's dad, motherfucker, and then <laughs> <laughs> whatever whatever else comes up between now and then. So we'll we'll see y'all on Saturday. Bye bye bye. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. So I, I know you've got a lot going on, but remember, I'm here for you. 
So bother me when no one's listening, because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better, because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.